Hey, it's Scott, and guess what? You're about to hear an ad, and that's both good and bad. It's good because ads are what make it possible for me to keep bringing you these episodes, and it's bad because, well, maybe you don't like listening to ads, and I get that. And the good news is, you don't have to. When you sign up to support the show, you get every single episode without any ads. Plus, you get all the bonus episodes. Yeah, did you know there are actually bonus episodes? And you can try it all for free just to see what it's like. If you're on an iPhone, just go to the What Was That Like podcast and at the top, click on Try Free and you're in. On Android, just go to whatwasthatlike.com slash plus and try it out completely free. Once you've had the ad-free experience, you'll see why hundreds of other listeners are already doing it. But for now, here's another ad and then on with today's episode. Let's face it, money is the one subject we all need to deal with, but no one actually wants to talk about. The good news is there's a podcast helping you learn everything about money no one taught you. Meet Everyone's Talking Money, hosted by me, Shauna Game. Everyone's Talking Money focuses on relevant, inclusive, and forward-thinking conversations around money and just helps you get in a better relationship with your money no matter what your goals are. Do yourself a favor and subscribe to Everyone's Talking Money podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, do you have trouble sleeping? Then maybe you should check out The Sleepy Podcast. It's a show where I read old books in the public domain to help you get to sleep. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the age of... Classic stories like A Tale of Two Cities, Pride and Prejudice, Winnie the Pooh. Stories that are great for adults and kids alike. For years now, Sleepy has helped millions of people catch some much-needed Zs, start their next day off fresh, and discover old books that they didn't know they loved. So, whether you have a tough time snoozing or you just like a good bedtime story, fluff up the cool side of your pillow and tune into Sleepy. Unless you're driving, then please don't listen to Sleepy. Find Sleepy on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes each week. Sweet dreams. What Was That Like contains adult language and content and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to What Was That Like? I'm your host, Scott Johnson. This is a show where we talk to regular people, people just like you or just like me, who have found themselves in an extremely unusual situation. We'll hear their stories and get inside their head because we all want to know, what was that like? More information about each episode at whatwasthatlike.com. Here we go. It gets pretty cold in Mason City, Iowa in the winter. Just ask Gael. He lives there. Gael is 18 years old. One day last December, on a particularly freezing day, he was on his way to a class. Just a routine day, driving along, and he's approaching a bridge that goes over a big river. Except he doesn't make it to the bridge. Instead, he finds himself in the middle of the river, and the water is rising in the car. And somehow, during the crash, his phone got lost. But a young lady named Siri was still listening. 
A warning about this episode. If you use an iPhone, during the story, Guile will use that lady's name. You know, the lady in the iPhone whose name starts with S, and he tells her to call the police. So be aware of this so that your phone doesn't hear that instruction and make a phone call to your local police department. And after today's story, we'll get a sneak preview of Raw Audio 3, as well as some of the reviews that have come in recently. And now, let's hear what happened to Gael. Do you remember how cold it was that day? It was really cold. I think we were on the negatives, like negative one. But yeah, it was freezing temperatures. That is pretty cold. Yeah. So when you were when you were driving this day, where were you headed? I was heading towards Nyack, my college campus, where I was studying for welding. And was this a road that you traveled regularly? Yes. Okay, so you were obviously very familiar with it. Can you just take us through, you, you're driving down the road, Just can you just take us through what happened? All right, well, it usually takes me like 30 minutes to get to school, so I have to wake up early. But anyways, I take exit 90 California, if I remember correctly. And I always take that exit to head to school. So I head to, towards that exit and I turn right. As I'm going forward, there's a bridge there for a river that crosses there. And I think it was called, um, dang it, I forgot the name. The Winnebago? Yes, Winnebago River. So anyway, as I'm driving towards it, I was listening to my music and just driving. And as I'm listening to my music, um, my Jeep starts to move a little bit onto the right side. So I try to control it, but then from there I start to lose control and my whole Jeep starts shaking. And there was a vehicle on my left side that was coming back or on my side and I didn't want to um, hit it. So I had to turn all the way right. And from there I couldn't see anything. I saw everything blurry and I was just scared and confused. And while I was, while all that was happening, my music was playing out loud. It was weird. It was like I was in the movie, like loud music playing in the background while everything is going crazy. All I felt was bumps and just everything was rough. And then everything stops once I hit something and it was a really hard hit on my head on the wheel. And once I stopped and tried to process everything, I, I heard like water sounds and my blurred vision start, went away and I turned around and I was in the river and I saw the water coming in, in my vehicle. And so the first thing I did is turn down the windows because I thought it was going to sink. And so I was so scared about that. So were you just kind of like the car was barely in the, in the river? How, how, how wide is this river? Um, pretty wide. I was in like in the middle in the river. And so you couldn't just step out and go on the land. You were surrounded by water. Yes, correct. And I turn around and it, I fell from a high hill. So I was thinking if I wouldn't have gone fast, I would probably turned over because it was pretty high from where I fell. But because I went fast, it, the Jeep didn't turn around. So you're saying that the, the when you left the road, mm-hmm. there's like a steep embankment that goes down to the river? That's what you're talking about as far as like a hill? Yeah, it was tall. And if, it, it would have, if I would have went slow, 
I would have turned over because apparently that happened to another guy that crashed in there. It seems like this would be a place for a guardrail, but there's no, there's nothing there to block you from going from the road right over this embankment, huh? Mm-hmm. So you, you went in the river, but the car was at least still upright. Yes. Um, so it was pretty terrifying and the water started to get in. So the, and I couldn't find my phone and I, I was wearing glasses at the time, so I can't see very well without my glasses. Do you know how to swim? Yes. And how quickly was the water coming into the car? Um, pretty quick. And also because the current was really fast. So the whole river was moving pretty quickly. Was yeah. the car moving down the river or is it kind of in one spot? Just one spot, thankfully. What was keeping it in that same spot? Do you know? Like it was on a rock or something? I think so. And also because of the weight of the Jeep, because it had some tools in the back. Okay. What made you realize that you needed to roll the windows down so quickly? I mean, have you heard that like coming, like emergency training in the past or something? Uh, well, to be honest, because I've seen a lot of movies where people fall in the river, but they don't do anything. So my first thought that came to mind, well, well, if that ever happens to me, all I do is just turn down the windows and make sure I un- remove my seatbelt. All right. So now you're thinking, okay, I need to get some help because you're stuck there. You can't, you're, you can't do anything, right? Yeah. And you had your phone, but you didn't know where it was? I couldn't find my phone. So the next thing I did is said, hey, Siri, call 911. And so Siri replied back saying, calling emergency services in three seconds. And so I heard Siri, was, so I heard on my left side. So I checked with my hand and I found my phone. And from there, I called the cops. So the phone had fortunately not gotten wet yet or not was not, was not underwater. Nope. And that's when you dialed 911 and were able to reach someone. 911, what is the address of your emergency? Um, I don't know, but I crashed to a river and I, and I don't know what to do. Okay, what river did you crash into? Um, it's the one that's close to Nyack. Uh, I don't know. Nyack? Okay. And are you on what road? I'm not sure, but I slipped in ice and I fell into the river in. Uh, I don't know. So are you out of your car? No, I'm in the literally inside the river and I'm inside my car. Okay. I am going to try to map you out, so just stay on the phone with me. What kind of okay. car what kind of car do you have? It's a Jeep. A Jeep, okay. And do you have water inside the Jeep or are you sitting on top of the river? Um I'm inside the river but the water's getting in. Okay. What is your name? Uh, my name is Gael Salcedo. What is it? What's your first name? Gael. How do you spell that? G-A-E-L. And what's your last name? Salcedo, S-A-L-C-E-D-O. Okay. And your cell phone number that you're using right now, does that end in... Yes. Okay. I think I got you mapped out. So... Just be patient with me, and then that way I can have help there. The sooner the better, huh? Let's see. Looks, uh, like, yeah. looks like you were traveling on Thrush Avenue. Which direction were you heading in? Uh, I was heading to Nyack, but... Nyack? Okay, that makes sense. So 
I'm going to say your Thrush Avenue. Are you hurt at all? Um, no, but I am stuck. I'm in the middle of the river and water's getting in. Yes. Yes. Okay, I'm sending the the, am, the fire department out there. So the phone's going to be quiet for just a second, Gail. So hold on, okay? Okay. Okay. Okay, Gail. You still huh? there? Yes. Okay, I do have help on the way. How deep is it in your Jeep? Um, it's the water's halfway in my Jeep. Okay. Now, have you undone your seatbelt yet? Uh, yes. Okay. And do you have electric locks or manual? Well, I have the whole window open. Your window is down? Yes. Okay. I'm just asking in case you need to get out of the vehicle. Sometimes with the water, I, I doubt it's this strong because of the ice flow in there, but sometimes that water will take your Jeep and float it. So if it happens and um, you need to get out, it's good to have that seatbelt undone and the water, the window down, okay? Is okay. The, is the water reaching the window at all? Um, No. No? Okay. So the water that's coming in is seeping in underneath into your vehicle then is what's happening, it sounds like. Yeah. Okay. And so you're able to keep your phone out of the water while you're talking to me? Yes. Okay, very good. Hello? Yes, I'm right here. Okay. I don't know. I was just driving normally, and all of a sudden I lost control, and I mm -hmm. ran into the river. Okay. And the first thing I did is turn on the windows, just in case. Very good, yes. So were you driving to Nyack, you said? Yes. So you're heading north then? Yes, I was heading to Nyack for my welding classes. Okay. So the deputy said he thinks he can see your car, so he's still getting um, situated with his vehicle. And you don't think you're injured at all? Um, no. Okay. Did your airbags deploy? Um, yes, there's a bunch of airbags all around the windows, except for the... Okay. You, yeah. Okay. Hold on just a second here. Is it just you? Yes, it's just me. Just it's my, It's my mom's car. Just him. Fire Department, he was heading northbound on Thresh when he went in. It looks like he's mapping out on the east side of the road, and an officer or deputy has located him. Yes, I'm right here. No, but I, I am stuck. 
Okay. okay. Since he's yelling at you, I'm going to hang up with you, okay? Okay. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. How did you realize someone was there? Could you just see on land that uh, that the emergency personnel had shown up? I found out someone was there because he yelled if someone was there, and I replied, yes, I'm here. It was like a police officer. So what did they do? Well, they told me to calm down and not panic. And so I tried my best not to. And I was also thinking if my Jeep starts moving, I will get out of my passenger window and go on top of the Jeep in case the Jeep starts moving from the current. And then from there, five minutes later, um, that's when the firefighters came. And they were trying to find out how they were going to get me out. And I just saw them through the window communicating on the bridge until um, they were putting on a suit for this one guy, a water suit. And they started like um, to get a rope and put it on the guy. And that's when like a group of guys came down um, my north side from a hill to get me. I don't know how many other people do this, but I like to plan my weekly meals. Maybe I'm just weird, but I like quick and easy. That's just one of the benefits you can get with Cook Unity. Go to cookunity.com slash what or enter code what before checkout to get 50% off your first week. One of the dishes I recently had was the Green Goddess Falafel Bowl. Oh, I loved it. The falafel was seasoned perfectly, and I love how crispy it is on the outside, but really moist on the inside. It's a signature dish of Enat Admoni. She's known around the world as a chef. You've probably seen her on TV. And her dishes are made right here in Florida, so I'm supporting local business, and I love that. And the convenience of Cook Unity is crazy. I mean, I've got podcast episodes to produce. I don't have time for cooking. These meals are delivered fully cooked. So when it's time to eat, I pick a meal based on my mood for that day. I heat it for a few minutes and enjoy. The menus are updated every week, so there's always something new to try. You can choose from over 350 meals based on your dietary needs or taste preferences, or go wild and have Cook Unity pick for you, because every meal is just amazing. Make the best meal plan ever with the convenience, chef-level quality, and endless variety of Cook Unity. Go to cookunity.com what, or enter code what before checkout for 50% off your first week. That's 50% off your first week by using code what or going to cookunity.com slash what. Something I've been recently making a deliberate effort with is to read more. There are lots of books I want to read, and I try to read every day, even if it's just a few pages. That little bit each day adds up, and it can make a big difference. It's like taking care of your gut. Even though it's not big, it supports the health of your whole body. Seeds DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic benefits not just your gut and your heart, which aren't outwardly visible, but your skin too, which you can see. Every morning it's the same thing. Two capsules of Seed DSO-1. And sometimes I wonder, is it normal to feel this great? It helps support digestive health with optimal gut bacteria levels. And thankfully that's all backed up by science. And all the supporting data is on their website. If you're trying to avoid sugar, soy, peanuts, or gluten, you're good to go. And I was reading the literature and I thought, you had me at vegan, because it's that too. And if you have kids, DSO-1 is the first multi-strain symbiotic shown to be tolerable and health-promoting in a cohort of children aged 3 to 17. 
and you can use this promo code to give it a try. Trust your gut with Seeds DS01 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash what and use code 25what to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seeds DS01 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash what code 25what. I'll confess, sometimes I let my podcast playlist get out of hand and I get way behind. But there's one show that I subscribe to and any new episode goes right to the top of the queue. That's the Jordan Harbinger Show. That's because I never have to figure out, okay, is this one going to be interesting or do I wait for the next one like I do for some shows? Because Jordan's conversations are always a must listen for me. He talks to fascinating people from any category you can think of. Authors, scientists, athletes, you name it. He's talked to undercover cops who posed as mafia and the actual career mafia hitmen. And the stories he gets out of these people, just incredible. In one episode, he talked to Paul Holes. You might know that name if you're into true crime. He's the former investigator who uses really advanced methods to solve cold cases, including the Golden State Killer. And another one I really enjoyed was with Sam Harris, an author and neuroscientist who promotes skepticism, and he doesn't mind taking on some seriously controversial topics like politics or religion. That one's going to make you think. Whenever a new episode of The Jordan Harbinger Show pops up, I already know it's going to be an episode that I'll enjoy listening to, and I'll bet you will too. For some episode recommendations, check out jordanharbinger.com start. Or search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And the guy with the rope, with the bodysuit, was the one that came in into the river. And the guys on top of the bridge were pulling, making sure, you know, the current wouldn't take him. And that's when he came to my door and told me that... Um, to calm down and that this is the way it's going to be. I think that's what he said, but he just told me that there is no other way. And I, so I put on my um, life vest and he told me that to hold on really tight. And so I did. And, and from there, the Jeep was al- already filled with water. Um, so he had to um, open the door on my, right side because on my passenger seat door um the current wouldn't let me open it so i had to go out on the other side so you on you said the drive you mean the driver's door was blocked so you had to exit the passenger side yes the door he opened the door so from there all the rest of the water came in and touched my legs and it was really really cold like from there, I felt my toes were starting to like, just, I was starting not to feel them. And then I had to put in both of my legs into the water and the water reached like up to my waist because I'm pretty tall. And so from there, I hold on tight to the, on the guy. I think I had my arms around him or on the rope. I think it was the rope and he was behind me. And from there, the guys on the bridge were pulling, pulling us to make sure we get there. And I was, I was using all of my strength that I could to get there. And I started not to feel my fingers anymore while I was walking through the wa- water. 
and I fell a couple of times on and slipped on the rocks because it was hard and the current just kept coming and coming. So there was a lot of force. So I fell a couple of times and the firefighter behind me helped me up, making sure I wouldn't, you know, fall that much. And then since I couldn't feel my fingers anymore, I couldn't use my hands to hold onto the rope. So I had to use my arms, like my all of my whole arms and like wrapped around the rope, making sure I don't fall. And to the point I um I fell in the cold water, just I started to feel my body body all numb. I couldn't feel it that much anymore. So I used all of my strength that I could to get to the edge. And that's when finally we got closer, I was relieved and the guy pushed me to the to land. And then finally the guys that were there helped us get out. And from there, um, they took me to the ambulance, take up, took off the rope and everything. And two guys helped me get to the ambulance because I couldn't walk because I couldn't feel my legs nor my hands. Were you conscious that whole time, even in the ambulance? Yes. That, that's probably, is that the coldest you've ever been? Yes, it was insane. <laughs> I never experienced that cold in my life. Well, I can imagine if it was if it was around zero the air temperature, mm-hmm. then the water temperature. So it has to be a pretty fast moving river if it's that cold, but it's not frozen over. Yes. Do you ever see that river frozen over at all? Um, no, because the current was too fast. And you mentioned that during part of this, you I guess while you were waiting for the fire department to get there, you took some video. Yes, after I called the police, I called my mom, telling her that I fell into a river and that I don't know if I'm going to make it and that I love her so much. So my mom was so confused saying, wait, what What do you mean? What are you talking about? And I just said, I love you. I'll, and if I'm okay, I'll call you again. And then so I had to hang up on her. And then from there, um, I had to go to class. So I sent one of my friends, Alyssa, from welding glass and send her like a quick snap, like just really sit. And I texted and said, um, tell Ryan, which is, which is my, um, teacher. And I told her to tell him that I was not going to make it. So I snapped a bit of video. I was shaking. So my camera was shaking and I just sent it to her. And then from there, I put my phone away and just look around and thinking, you know, what was I was going to do next? Like if the Jeep starts moving, I'll get out to out through the window. And I was calming myself down because it, I was thinking if I keep panicking, I'm not going to be able to focus. So since I saw that the Jeep wasn't moving, I cal- calmed myself down more. Did you talk to your mom later about what her reaction was when she got that call? Yeah, she told me that she started crying because I'm the only one, the only child from my mom. And my mom is my, well, she's my grandmother, my mom right now. But she adopted me when my mother died. Oh, I see. So I was the only child. So she was crying because I'm the only one my mom gave birth to, her only son. 
and she was crying a lot until later in the ambulance when I got my phone I called her and said hey mom I'm okay don't please stop crying I'm in the ambulance I'm okay I'm heading to, towards the hospital in Mason City and all I heard was her crying like she couldn't speak to me but all I had to say and I sent her a message saying that I'm okay I can imagine how she must have been so terrified from the time of that first call till the time she heard from you again, not knowing. Did she even know where you were? Mm-mm. No, she didn't know. So she's just waiting for another phone call that whole time. Yes. So she must have been, I mean, first time probably crying out of fear, but second time hearing from you that you're okay, crying out of happiness, maybe. Mm-hmm. And when did you see her for the first time after this? Uh, it was at the hospital. Okay. So they so they took you to the hospital. Were you injured at all? Um, no, I just had a really bad headache and some of my body really hurt, but it was going away. It was just the, the cold that really got me. You were probably in shock. Yes. So did you stay overnight in the hospital or how, how did that turn out? Um, yeah, I just stayed for a few few hours. So they were just, the doctors were making sure that everything was okay, checking if I had, you know, broken bones or anything and everything was fine. So they let me go home. Can you talk about when your, when your mom came and came to the hospital? Yeah. When she came in, she was calmed down and she held my hand and hugged me and kissed my forehead and thanking God that I was okay. And from there she was, she wasn't crying, but her eyes were red she was, you know, more calmed because, you know, I called her, told her that I was okay. And she was just really happy and relieved that I was okay. And she didn't care about the Jeep or anything. Wasn't the, the car was hers, right? Um, yes. When you were in the car before you had gotten rescued, were you th- completely thinking about how am I going to survive this? Or were you partially thinking, wow, I'm, my mom's car's messed up. I was thinking both. So what happened to the car? Did they did they pull it out? Yes, it took them like a like a couple of days to take it out because we had to find a person to take it out. But a lot of people didn't have the equipment to take it out, so it took some time until finally they did. And well, the front was really messed up, so we couldn't use it or fix it anymore. And when they took it out, half of the Jeep was just filled with frozen ice. So where is it now? In the junkyard. <laughs> <laughs> if that's the worst casualty, I'd think you got off pretty good. Yeah, and also this is this might sound crazy, but before all this happened, just a few weeks before I fell in the river, I had a dream where I was driving and I fell into just in water and I drowned. And it was weird. Because once after, after I crashed into the river, I was at the hospital, I was thinking about that. And I'm like, okay, that was weird. But uh, but in my dream, I died. But in real life, I didn't. So you think it was like a premonition? I don't know. Or do you believe in stuff like that? I don't believe in stuff like that, but I do think about it. It's just weird. Have you driven that same road again since then? Yes, but now I drive like really, really slow. When it's, you know, winter. It must be like, when you go past that point, you must always remember what happened that day. Yeah, it's pretty insane. Just thinking about like how I could have died or what could have happened. But here I am, alive. 
Raw Audio Episode 3 is now live. It's only one 911 call, but it's one you will never forget. A woman in Oklahoma is home one night. Her husband's at work, so she's alone. After midnight, a strange man is at her door yelling and trying to break in. He's at the garage. Is it attached to your house? Nope. He's at the pat back patio door again. I can hear him banging again. He's walking across back and forth on the porch. He looks to be an older man. I don't want to kill him. This raw audio episode is now live, so you can hear the complete 911 call and what happened. The raw audio episodes are bonus episodes available to patrons at the $5 a month level. You get the past episodes and all the future episodes, and you can sign up for this at whatwasthatlike.com support. And it's been a little while since I read some of the reviews that have come in. If you're new to the show, you probably notice that I never ask for reviews. A lot of podcasters think that the ratings and reviews in Apple Podcasts help their show get found more in the search results, but that's a common misconception. So you won't hear me asking for reviews here, but they happen anyway, and I do appreciate it when people go there and say something nice about the show, and even when they criticize the show, as one did recently. Matter of fact, let's go ahead and read that one. This was in reference to episode 52, which was called These Three People Died. It highlighted three stories of people of color who had done nothing wrong, but were killed in their own home by police officers. In response to that episode, John NV51 wrote, Concerning your June 2020 show, I listen to these shows to relax and maybe learn a thing or two. I don't tune in to be preached to or make me feel guilty for being Caucasian. You missed your mark. And really, I have to say, I didn't create that episode to preach or make anyone feel guilty. I just felt like it was an opportunity to raise awareness of the issue. And I love seeing how there is actually some change taking place. It feels like progress. And I did get a lot of really positive feedback for that episode, such as MK Flores, who said... We must all know what happens in cases like these. Thank you for putting it out there in such raw form. And here are some other reviews that have come in. Ed's Girl 62 wrote a simple two-word review, I'm hooked. KM98654 wrote, I have many podcasts I listen to on a regular basis, and this podcast is one of my all-time favorites. Interesting and engaging stories, Great questions asked by a host. He's a skillful interviewer as well as a really good listener. He often asks the questions I'm thinking. I'm so glad I found this podcast. I highly recommend it. Then we have Meowie69 who wrote, I love this podcast. Scott is a very genuine host and the stories are super interesting. And Midnight X Corpse wrote this review titled, I Can't Get Enough. I absolutely love this show and all of its aspects. I listen to this podcast when I'm at work. I work as a housekeeper at a hospital, so it's a lot of work to get done, and I swear this podcast helps me get through my days better. I love how Scott lets everyone tell their stories, never interrupts, always does so much research, and cares so much for the people he talks to. I can't wait to hear more. And we have Courtney1000, who wrote, 
just found your podcast. I love it. The stories are amazing. Keep going and can't wait to binge them all. And finally, Wendy Wu from England wrote this. This is an excellent podcast. Best one I've heard of this genre for a very, very long time. Thanks for being fabulous. Keep it up. Love the raw audio version. Brilliant. Want more of those 911 calls, please. So thanks to all of you for your kind words, as well as the people who email me or contact me on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook to comment on the show or a particular episode. Please believe me when I tell you it's much appreciated. I really enjoy creating this show for you, and I hope to be doing it for a long time. And speaking of that, I need to get back to work. See you next time. Hey, this is Scott. Did you know we offer a premium feed of this show that is completely ad-free and there are bonus episodes? Go to whatwasthatlike.com slash plus or just click the link in the show notes of any episode to learn more and to sign up. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can sign up right there in the app by clicking Try Free at the top of the episode list. And I hope to see you in the premium feed soon. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.